I'm Ryan, the other guy's Jordan, and this is Two Angles on Angling. another episode of two angles on angling this is jordan with my co-host it's ryan guys what's up i had big plans to get out a lot this week and i only got out one day which is okay yeah you got some important stuff yes down, though, dude yeah you know? yeah but getting the move finished up and yeah it's uh yeah so hopefully this week i will get out a little bit more but what i did observe from my day on the water uh my goal in mind, I had four hours to fish, roughly. I was like, I'm going to spend the first half or two-thirds experimenting and trying to find new spots, new patterns. And if nothing works out, I will go to an area that I know I can catch a fish, catch a fish, and then leave. That is exactly what ended up happening, uh, which it's okay. Uh, you know, These were areas that some of them I had never fished before and others that it's been a very long time since I visited them and only going through, you know, a drift through a zone or whatever. You're not going to gather a whole lot of intel necessarily, but, you know, just trying to see what could happen. And pattern wise for me, it was very similar to like how we talked about on the last podcast, Uh, you know, going in that. 17 foot or less zone and slow rolling a swim bait or a crankbait and uh, connecting to them. So only I caught two and then had to bounce. So it was worth it to get out. But with the weather lately, well, we were talking about this just right before we started recording. We had that massive heat up. Right. And then we got pretty cold again for a few nights and I, Water temp, I believe, when I was out, I, I saw it was 46. Yeah, it's 44. Okay, today. so yeah, so, so you know, it, it dropped again, which uh, is an interesting thing that I don't, I, I'm not, I haven't in past years paid attention as much as I am now to everything, but uh, I don't know if that is a regular or yeah, a, a normal thing. Yeah, it's definitely it, something that happens. Yeah, okay. Well, so that's kind of my, my side of things for the... Uh, the angling aspect but as we try to always talk about is what's happening above ground and in the air yeah if you drive around there's a lot a lot more greenery than there was since last we talked pollen's getting crazy yeah and bird wise that's an interesting one so i haven't been sitting in an area long enough really lately to have noticed a lot of birds, but I have noticed different sounds. Right. And a a few darker birds. I can't remember what they are called. We talked about it at one point. They have the really sharp eyes. Uh, They almost have a purplish hue. Those are grackles. Grackles, yes. Grackles, yes. Uh, Saw a bunch of those recently. The uh, yesterday uh, came in contact with three whitetail and shedding all the the winter coat hmm. and uh, ditching that and getting ready for this the warmer weather to come. More animals have just been on the move. Yeah, you know you're just seeing a lot more activity as with human beings. As I had well. to mow my lawn, dude. That sucks. I'm so sorry. I'm so sucked. sorry. I mean, yeah, it sucked. It had to be done, though. It, yeah. was, it was starting to get crazy. That's true. And w- with all of that, uh, seems to be slightly more consistent weather coming, uh, yeah. at least in the forecast that I looked at. And we've had sunshine almost daily for you know the last week, even if it's only for you know an hour or so. Yeah. Uh, you know. So it, it, we're getting there, and flowers are a lot of flowers are starting to bloom as well. Yeah, yeah, just a lot more activity and life coming around. Yeah, I mean, it was it was crazy though because like two weeks ago it got 
it was mad warm. I yeah. mean, and then it was warm, I think, like through Monday. But then it, dude, I mean, there were, I mean, it snowed one day this past mm-hmm. week briefly. And then it got, it got cold again. Yeah. We've, we had like relative stability and good water clarity for most of the week until we got towards the weekend. Uh, we just get, had some nasty wind days in the middle of the week. Like, because remember, Tuesday, Tuesday was the day it snowed. It snowed and the wind blew really hard and uh, the water clarity got trashed then. And then it got clear by like, uh, I fished the river on uh no wednesday was still muddy i was off thursday so then friday is when i uh fished the river again and the clarity was fantastic on friday um that's how you hit up the harbor on friday i did i fished the river as well okay gotcha gotcha gotcha. um yeah it was great in both locations um so it was good and then um Yesterday, the water clarity was excellent, and then, but it it was super windy from the east, mm. and a lot of rain fell. So, like Friday night into yesterday, it was close to an inch of rain fell, and it just dumped a bunch of mud into the system. But then I fished today, recon stuff. And I ended up canceling my my trip today or rescheduling it, and went out with my buddy Ryan to recon, and uh, the. Um, We've been okay. So we uh, we ended up getting out and covered a bunch of new water and found places to catch fish. And so and awesome. we were we were windswept the whole day. Um and it was it was boat control was tough, but we caught fish and I would say that we fished uh, like four distinct zones today and we caught fish in routinely in one of those zones but we caught a single fish or more out of three or of the four the four the, one of them we didn't catch anything it's the one that we dedicated the most time to mm-hmm. as well but i didn't we didn't repeat anything that i have fished before today. Gotcha. It, was, it was all all fresh stuff and awesome. the, the general i mean it's just you know with with it but without it being windswept and without um you know, it's because it's tough. It's tough to fish the wind. You, it, it's diff. It's difficult to feel bottom when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. It's easier to power fish. Yeah. Um. You know, to, just to to just to throw big stuff. But when you throw big stuff by default, like you're you're gonna eliminate some of the population that you could that you could get out of uh, finesse fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the that's like if you think about it, the general trend of power fishing. Like, you know, you, there are certainly days, certainly days. That when you power a fish, you can catch as much, if not more. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I would never say more, but you could catch as much. Like if I had a, 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 a drop shot or a Ned going versus a crankbait, like there's just, it would rare, rare would be the occasion that the crankbait would outfish me. Maybe the crankbait would catch bigger fish, mm-hmm. but I would be able to go toe to toe. Like every time it like, same thing if you gave me a crankbait, I would be, you know, you'd be able to do the same thing. If there's a crankbait bite on, there's not, like, so today, for example, as we were fishing, my buddy Ryan and I, my rule in recon is we don't use the same baits and we cover as much water as possible. So the dude in the bow casts a crankbait and that dude bombs long ones and casts, you know, slightly upstream or straight in front of them. So it, swings down mm-hmm. digs into the, the ground or whatever but he works that cone and then i always fish a drop shot off the back of the boat just so i can keep an eye on my graph and drop waypoints or whatever um so and i the other thing too is i just i put a, a heavy weight on on the drop shot and i just do low swings like i bomb really long casts gotcha. and just freaking swing through zones yeah. and just do a, a whole fan gotcha. so that way it's 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 covering some water but i can keep it in the same spot too if i want mm-hmm. to i can keep it in the same depth and just kind of flip it a little bit and work tighter groups 
but I generally just do wide swings. What, what weights are you using on those drop shots? It, it all depends on the their JDO lure company weights. I can but tell you that. Co- much. But of course. But as far as the weights, yeah, what weights those? Are yeah, you I'm I'm not going to tell people that. Okay, you guys can right. figure that out. I mean, I'll tell you offline all if right, you want right. to ask. But that's uh, I'm just telling you the technique. Part of the uh, part of this is is learning, and, and you know that that's brings true. me that's to uh, to my next point, like. Um, but yeah, so the general pattern that I totally agree with what you said earlier, like we've just dealt with some really weird stuff yeah. uh, lately. Um, like I fished Warm Ontario, up, cool Ontario just tumbled me a few times you know, I fished the lower two, um, you know, caught bass down there on a couple of the days and a couple other days, like we really stroked down there. We've always mm. caught fish, but some days were great and some days were not. Uh, down there and then i've yeah i've continued to struggle on ontario my general comment on ontario is it's just not primo yet but it's like it's on the verge and the warming trend that we had like kind of kicked things into gear a little bit but now everything's stable cold Mm -hmm. again it's stable 40s like even if you look into this upcoming week um we got this coldness hanging on us for a while you know like the front half of this week is just like inconvenient level of winds not like super shitty not prohibitive just inconvenient like not real pleasant mm-hmm. to fish through kind of winds mixed with you know days starting in the upper 30s and ending in the mid to upper 40s that's the majority of the week like up until i think friday is like that um so it's not going to be like a banner like but the sun's supposed to be out most of the time, so that should at least keep mm-hmm. keep you motivated while you're out there. So that's going to lend itself to a mix of Ontario and Erie. So that's what that's the plan of what Sweet. I'm going to be doing uh, this upcoming week. But yeah, the the other thing as far as like the reconnaissance goes is, you know, I'm I'm reconning for two things. Like one, I'm reconning because I I'm genuinely curious. Mm-hmm. So I had a client scheduled for today, and she was sick, and I could have gone and fished Ontario, um, but she was like she wanted to grunt grunt through it, and I'm like, look, it's 45 degrees outside, the water's 44, and there's southwest winds in the teens. Like you're just not going to enjoy yourself. You know, you're going to be cold and. Um, it's going to be a, like a struggle session. Like, why would you do that? Like, let's just reschedule and, you know, where you can actually enjoy your time out, Mm -hmm. you know, and not be sick. Like, you know, if you weren't sick and you were like, you know, all in good health and rearing to go and like, Hey, let's go to war. All right, let's, let's do it. But like, not, not when you're going in already handicapped Mm -hmm. and wounded. So Mm -hmm. anyway, so I'm reconning because I wanted to. I had an open day and I'm like, I have a problem. My problem is there's a lot of freaking people fishing the Niagara river right now. And I have no right to complain about it, man. I, uh, I don't, I never really feel like I hype up the upper Niagara directly. So I don't know how it's gotten this level of attention or esteem because this is just, this is new. Um, there's always been a handful of people that like soak the hell out of motor but I'm seeing dudes in all kinds of spots, man. Like spots that I thought, spots that I knew about that I've never seen anybody else fish. And I fished the hell, like I've fished through these spots and I fish it the way that I fish. I never soak. I never soak. I just do a couple combs and get a half dozen at the most out of like a long stretch. If I'm working like a single pocket, like something less than like uh, 20 square yards, then that's three or four fish at the most. If there's fish like real tight in a hole like that, I do not stay there and beat them. I'd like, okay, I know they're there. Yeah, It's healthy to know that they're there and we can come back if shit gets desperate, mm-hmm. but I just leave them alone right away. I'm talking about if I'm fishing like mile long drifts, you know, if I get five or six in that drift, I'm good. You know, let's move on and, yeah. and, and go to a new drift. There's no reason to stay there and do more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you can come back there to it, but like go to somewhere else. Like, you know, that there's a healthy population there. Why do you have to stay there? You know, and, and it's, it's a weird thing like, uh, that people are that way. And, and we're, and look, I, I don't it's fault. It's like, the, you know, afraid well, to expand on it. Well, it's not it, like I, I, uh, I'm not faulting people for doing it. Um, 
what I'm what I'm faulting people for doing though is uh, not being. Or what I'm trying to do is is uh, ask that people be more mindful of the behavior. And what I mean by that is like the only reason why you're staying there pounding is straight out of greed. Like you're uh in, but it's not. It's not a. Uh, like a, a dirty kind of greed, like it's a feast or famine kind of greed, you know, like as a predator, you're encountered with a situation where you can get like countless bounty mm-hmm. over and over and over again. I mean, there's a reason why like catching a fish is so stimulating. Right. And it'll like fucking captivate the hell out of you like a drug, you know, and it's, it's because like all these different hormones kick in. That's like, you're a predator killing, like you're ready to, to, to get something uh, to get your food. And we just have to be mindful, like, look, if you're doing it out of sport, then there's just really no reason to pound the hell out of them. There yeah. just isn't. Yeah. You know, it's just greedy for the sake of being greedy. And there, you just don't need to do it. Now, somebody could carry that logic back and say, well, why even do it at all? And, and my whole point is, okay, my, or my response to that is, that's entirely valid. That's entirely valid. What I'm calling for is balance. You know, like if you're going to go out there and be a catch and release fisherman and recognize the fact that there are a lot of other anglers around you, you need to cover water because if you don't, you're going to beat down a population of fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they, but the, the fish that come into the river, it's, it seems like there's a lot of them, but it's the same ones that, so, you know, like they're, once they're set up, it's the same ones, you know, it's not like there's new fish. In another like week or so, the migration is what it is. You know, there's going to be, it's like a bell curve. Like the, the peak of the bell curve is going to be in another week or so. Like we'll be on the downward peak and th- that'll be the rest of the population. And then they're going to start mar- uh, getting on beds and, and spawning soon. So that's how the water's in the mid forties. Like that's, this is what happens every, every single year. So what we got here in another week or so is what we got. And if you keep soaking those zones and beating the fish down, you just realize that you're beating down the same ones. Yeah. Because uh, there's a bunch of dudes in there that are going through them over and over and over again. And it's not like you're going to catch the same fish over and over again, but you're certainly going to catch a fish that somebody else mm-hmm. has caught. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, just look at their like even while, while you're fishing, look, inspect the fish, look at their mouths. Like, okay, if they're tore up, if their lips all jacked up, like ask if you like do you really want to be fishing through that area with these fish like, yeah part and the other part too is that, i mean like uh well since you mentioned it yeah i'll uh i want to talk about that for a second too why faces are getting jacked up is because people are using treble hooks and again like look man okay i got it you could use whatever hooks you want man as long as it's legal but i'm just going to say this that you got to start thinking a little bit differently when there's a lot of dudes out there doing stuff, man. Like when there's a lot of, when there's a lot of pressure, you have to think about things a little bit differently. Like the regulations are, are a minimum requirement. Uh, I highly encourage anybody who's throwing things with treble hooks to take those treble hooks off and put inline circle hooks. I'm going to do that. Um, it's just, you, you just do it. Put two odds and three odds on or put one odds and two odds on depending on the size of the bait. Yeah. And you're going to protect fish. The hookup rate you're going to find is, is as high, if not higher. My buddy Ryan today cast a crankbait today with a one odd and a two odd on it and fished me at the same pace. Uh, and had no, there was no tr- zero trend of dropped fish. When fish ate, he hooked it. Period. Call the guy, ask him. Like uh, it's like <laughs> I, I I don't have treble hooks on any of my baits. Period. And it doesn't affect hookup rate. And guess what? There's less tre- less shit to get caught in nets. Because the other mm-hmm. reason why a fish's face gets jacked up is you net it, yeah, and it's got treble hooks. So then the treble hook gets caught in the net. While the fish's face is caught in it, or while, and then one hook's caught in a net, the other hook's caught in the fish's yeah. face. Fish shakes its head and it freaking rips, rips the treble off because it's buttoned to the net. Well, and that's even more so like getting into the the conservation aspect of the fish. And like I, I when that day with Alex, like 
you know, okay, he, he caught the six pounder and it's like, okay, immediately you want to like get it out of the net and look at it and be like happy. But I'm like, okay, like it's in the net. Okay. Pull it to, to the boat. Let's get excited real quick. Okay. Boom. We're calm. All right. Unhook the fish, get it out. We weight it, put it back in the net, got grab, let it get a little bit of water, got it back out for a photo. Boom. Done. Released. Yeah. And a lot of the times I'm guilty of it. A lot of people are guilty of it. You net the fish, you instantly yank it in the boat, you set it down and it's thrashing all over the place. And like you said, with the bait in its mouth, but dude, the when... only fish that I take that, that I unhook in my boat, not over the side in the water is a fish that I'm going to kill period. Like I, 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 every fish that I net as a guide, if I'm not killing it, it's staying in the water, hanging over the side of the boat. And I'm fucking unbuttoning it at the side of the boat. There may be some radical situation, and not radical. There may be times in Art Park for or, yeah, yeah, that, or that Devil's day we Hole were there. Yeah. when uh, when the current is real crazy, yep. and I need to to control, or there's some some radical situation. Yep. It's not radical, but it can happen where I need to maneuver, and I don't want that fish hanging in the water because you'll drown it because it, you're just gonna end yeah. up uh, running too much water over it. But it, my priority is like the overwhelming majority of time when I t when I unbutton a fish, it's done hanging over the side of the boat in the net while the fish is in the water. I, there's no reason why you shouldn't do that. You know, you should definitely change your hooks. This is what we need to do when pop when there's a lot of pressure. And I'm not saying for I'm not at all. Am I recommending people to stay home? Not am all not at all. Am I pissed? that there's a lot of people out there. I'm disappointed that I, I don't have certain areas to myself anymore, but that's fine, man. Like that, that'll, that'll come in ebbs and flows. All I'm saying is, is that there's just realize, man, like if you're out there fishing right now, there's way more people than there normally are. And there's, there's a bunch of reasons for that. There's not a lot of steelhead in the lower Niagara. It was, it got so warm so fast. You know, this winter was just nasty with the blizzards and the snow and like people are just jonesing. I, I got all that stuff, man. So I'm not trying to poo poo anybody. I'm, what I am trying to do is modify behavior, you know, like change out your baits, realize that treble hooks and, and savage hook sets are jacking uh, bass's face up, you know, and uh, recognize that you got to keep the fish wet. Unless you're going to kill it. Yep. And right now you can't kill bass. So keep the fish wet, you know? And then the other thing too, is just explore new territory. And that goes back to the initial conversation yeah. about the initial point about how much is enough. And like, you know, and again, I'm, I, I totally 100% understand that when you are in that moment, pounding fish out of the spot, you can't help yourself. Like, I understand that that, like, it just seems senseless. Like, why would I leave? And, and like, I'm, I'm hammering here. And yeah. the, the reason why is because it's needless at that point. Like, you've become this savage for no reason. You know, like, you're not keeping it anymore. So you're just stimulating yourself like a drug off of these animals over and over and over and over and over again. Dude, just be, just recognize that you don't need to do that. You know, do it in a different spot. Like just spread stuff out, like taking the whole zone, figure out where they are in the river, try to develop a pattern, you know, like make it a project. Uh, like don't, it's just, to me, it's needless. Like unless you're killing, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to soak a zone. Like get a few out of it and then move. You know, and you what can I can always go back. If, right. You, know, you can always go yeah. back and, and, and get your fix if you need to. Yeah. That's what I call it. Get my fix. It's like, look, dude, if I just pulled three fish out of the spot, like I did. OK, I learned that there's fish there. OK, I learned from that. Now, if I needed to kill, I know exactly where I can go to kill. You know, that's like the cool thing about catch and release. It's like you you're trying to conserve the environment. You recognize that you got enough food but you want to keep your skills sharp. You, you want to understand the pattern. You want to figure out, like I had clients earlier this week that had no idea how to fish. You know, they wanted to learn because they just felt like if there was an apocalypse or something, they would never freaking clue how to, to catch fish. And I'm like, that's interesting. If the apocalypse happened, you wouldn't have a boat, but I can at least tell you 
like where fish are during mm-hmm. certain times of year. And we're also making bold assumptions that the apocalypse would only kill humans, but that's just a, <laughs> or like only hurt human yeah. population. That's a whole other conversation. Oh yeah. But, but yeah, man, we're like, we got to share, we got to share out there. Um, and then the other thing too, to, to think about is etiquette, you know, um, if you see like six or seven boats in a spot, don't go there. <laughs> like, it's just like, uh, that, that's like, dude, that, that those fish are being, they're already being under, abused, yeah. they're already under uh siege, yeah. you know, they're getting combed. So if you see six or seven boats in a spot, how about go somewhere else first and just show up there? Like just, yeah. cause just recognize the fact that you don't know how long those guys have been there. Mm-hmm. You don't know how hard of a hit they've put on that fish yeah. that morning. Like it's just, I don't know, man. You know, and, and yeah, and the, the response would be, well, it's my only day out, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm going to go fish where I can. And I'm like, okay, I'm just telling you what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, because then you're not, and then you're which three, can, three weekends down the road when it's your next time out and you're, you know, the, the numbers are way down and you're not having as good of a time in that spot because you're not catching fish. Yeah, my, like, no, my, that, my whole thing why. is like, look, if you... If you fish that infrequently, so but, but let's say, okay, so you're a boat owner, but you don't fish very frequently, and you rarely get time off. So your position is, well, when I get time off, I want to take my boat out and go catch fish where I know for sure I'm going to catch fish. Mm-hmm. And under circumstances where we were, where there wouldn't be, where we aren't under a lot of pressure, our system isn't under a lot of pressure. I would say, yeah, that's awesome. But in this situation where there is a lot of pressure, sell your boat and book a guide. You know, like if you can't get, I know, you know, some people might say, well, I want the freedom to be able to do it. I got a boat, you know, okay, yeah. I, I got it. Like all I'm saying is, is that. In our current situation, if you go out and soak a zone and there's already four or five boats in it already, just understand you're doing damage. You know, you're, you're, you're doing damage. There'll be a mortality. You're going to just fucking beat the shit out of fish. And there's a really good chance that you won't even be able to catch much. And the other seven guys that are there is because they're in the same exact situation you are. <laughs> that they only had one day and out of a handful of days and the day was nice. So they took their boat out and they went to the same spot that everybody always goes to, cause we're going to go fish there. And that spot gets the shit beat out of it. And those, that whole population of fish gets damaged. And unfortunately in the Niagara, that isn't just one spot. There's a half dozen zones that people know very well. And those populations of fish in another two weeks, you're, you'll see like they're all going to be a mess. You know, I'm convinced there's, uh, given what I saw today in adverse conditions, I'm convinced there's fish in all kinds of places in the river. Um, I think people should be exploring them more often. And here's the thing is that you could like, like you, you and I were talking about before the podcast, you went to a spot on Friday, ended your, ended your day at a spot on Friday and caught fish there. And that zone was part of my reconnaissance route today and you know we two rods two different techniques combed through that same zone and didn't catch a single fish now i don't know what that means you know i i it's it's uh it could be a couple things it could be that uh, those fish are put off because they've been beat up uh from prior prior to you in the day Mm -hmm. then saturday and then earlier before i got there today that could be part of it it could be that uh they just moved on you know maybe that's not an area that they loiter in for an extended period of time maybe it's you know it, it could be a combination of those two things and if you rested that spot for like four or five days and came back to it it might have fish but people should develop routes and just fish a bunch of different areas. 
-hmm. and know that you can get your fix and and it, like it's gonna happen like you're gonna encounter a yeah. spot that's got them you just got to be patient for it yeah and like when you can get your mindset to the point where it's like okay like like i said i'm going out and my intention is to like expand and learn i'm not just like yeah okay i could go back to the same spots and catch fish over and over again and like yeah but why not expand like you know as we're always talking about covering ground and everything it's like i don't want to see the same exact scenery and catch yeah. the same fish in the same spot doing the same thing i want to you know i want to find a spot where i can go catch a fish in two foot of water and then i want to go catch a fish in 20 foot of water if i want you know like i want to know the whole range of th of the areas that i can fish because it you know like these or it's like this? a we might have said this off air but like uh, you could go to a spot over, or, well, I guess you just kind of said it in a different way, but you could go to a spot and catch fish one day and the next day you might not. It's just right. that that's fishing. And so when that doesn't work out, and this applies obviously everywhere you fish, it's like expanding and having that, that plethora of waypoints or however you want to look at it to go to. And then when plan A doesn't work, you have plan B, C, D, E, and you know, you can keep going on through and then circle back if you need to it's it's the best way to have like a successful day right you know right i mean having like, multiple plans and expanding on it and when it fails you go back to plan a you know to, to me a good day would be to uh, spend eight hours out and never spend more than 15 minutes in a single location so there's uh that's basically two spots per hour or, or maybe three spots per hour if you think about transition points packing up rods yeah. like that you know like you soak a zone for 15 minutes you're kind of getting yourself ready to move to the next spot um you know let's say it's a five minute ride to the next spot so you know 20 minutes getting set up you know whatever each each kind of kind of uh think think of a day as half an hour packages right i've never really thought about it this way before but as i'm described or i've never communicated about it yeah. but this is intuitively how i go about yeah that's a good way to break it down. fishing the upper niagara is just half an hour packages you go to one one chunk of time is you know showing up to a spot getting set up giving a yeah. direction to what's happening at that location to your guides or you personally like if i'm guiding somebody it's me telling people okay this is what's going on here this is how we're going to approach it these are the angles go for it timers i don't set a timer at 15 minutes but yeah. it's basically about that so 15 minutes goes by it we catch catch whatever we catch in that time period it's usually not too many more than five um it because they got to figure out the bottom mm -hmm. you know whatever if they're hot on a crankbait it could be different but then then i'd be gunning even faster but then pack your rods up plot a course to the next spot, yep. you know, and then by the time you get to the next spot, run the routine, it's like half hour packages, you know? So if I have a seven hour day, you got, you know, seven times two, that's you're running through 14 different mm -hmm. spots in a day. And then you take a break for lunch, you know, that's where you get to about seven and a half hours in a day. And th there's a day, you know, that's ideal. And so if you, if you soak a spot for more than a half an hour, in my opinion, you're just, you're just abusing for the sake of abuse and i i, I don't i don't know what i don't have a compelling i've tried to steel man this i've tried to think of a compelling ar argument counter argument and the only thing that i can come up with is the example that i gave before of the, the individual that's a boat owner uh that doesn't get to fish all that often and uh finally gets a break and decides to go out and fish the same spot that everybody else is fishing for his four-hour day and what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that get your rocks off for a half an hour and then take pride in yep. or try to make yourself feel good about the pride of accomplishing catching fish in a different spot that nobody else is in. You know, yeah. like I, I just don't. And the conservation aspect as well. Yeah, I mean, the conservation, it's, it's tough for me. Like some people, you know, conservation is, is one pillar of this. You know, so yeah. just just to recap on the conservation front, like, you know, we're it's catch and release for bass anyway, so that that rule's already there, right? That that's that's the minimum requirement, mm -hmm. catch and release this time of year. So at least we protect the 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 spawn and and let them go through without killing them while they're most vulnerable. 
All right, the next next level conservation is use inline circle hooks. You know, that way you're not jacking faces up. And then the, the other level of the conservation is cover freaking water. Don't soak places for more than a half an hour. And try to make it, like, think about it differently, that you are going somewhere new, and that's another way of, like, uh, making yourself a more adaptable mm -hmm. predator, if that's, you know, however you want to think mm. about it. Um, but like, why, like, I, you know, I just can't get out of like, it, if I try to think about all the ways that, that all the reasons why people fish, you know, it's all rooted in something deeply primordial, right? Like, uh, the same reason why, why people hunt, like you, you, you just feel like, like when you, when you, uh, when you're casting and you feel something hit a line or when you're fighting a fish. Like you're battling something that's alive, and then you know that at the conclusion of that battle, you've dominated it, and you can eat it if you want to. Like you could s sustain life off of it. There's just something deeply primordial about it. People can, you know, shower with every other like flowery adjective on top of that story, but that's the base of of where mm -hmm. it all comes from, mm -hmm. right? So, I understand why you would soak a zone. And just keep that dopamine hit pop pop every time you get hit. Like I, you want the guarantee of that. I understand why you want to do that. But what I'm telling you is that if you're going to catch and release, the other skill that you need to know, because think about the fact that you caught a fish where everybody else is catching a fish. The fact that that uh, that shouldn't mean as much to you. It means that you've met the minimum requirement now. You've done it. And if after you do it, you know, a, a handful of times, like what else do you need to prove to yourself? Right. So what I'm encouraging you to do is try to prove the, the next thing that you should be trying to prove to yourself is that you're able to find fish in a location that you don't see somebody else fishing, mm -hmm. that you can pull up a map and do some reconnaissance and figure out where they are and determine a pattern and not be put off like a drug addict when you go through a zone so disappointed that, oh, I just got to go back to where I was just getting it. No, just. Keep, keep right, pushing, go. keep pushing. And then at the end of the day, for the last half hour, if go back and close on it. If that's what you really need to do, I get it. Start on it and close on it. But, man, four hours in one place, two hours, in one hour in one place. Crazy. Yeah. It's it just, it, you don't. And, and you know, Ryan, you the, the, the fish in those areas they reach a certain level of burnout right and we humans do as well and i know that's what we wanted to talk about yeah for the deeper portion i try to, to segue that it's a strong way. segue thanks brother all right so what did you have to say on burnout because i've also been going through some burnout as well with movement and everything and yeah i, I don't know dude other... i mean well tell me about your burnout man like what yeah it's just you know obviously uh moving is a a huge event and it's for me lately been like a, a non-stop process for the last week almost like you know i got out fishing for a few hours which was nice and you know had a few breaks here or there but it was most of the time the whole week i was yeah. moving stuff and taking loads over in my car and everything so it's you and, forgot a bunch of stuff to throw out or yeah recycle? i have yeah it's uh nice. yeah it's uh and a lot of stuff, I'm like, okay, I got to take this Captain Bob's, like, rods, reels, or I'm like, okay, I can donate this, or, you know, like, lacrosse stuff that I found, I'm like, okay, I haven't played in years yeah. now, like, I need to donate this to someone who can use it, and uh, so that part, that part's been nice, but then also in that transition between the two houses, it's like, not really having a setup like a shop set up at either places yet where you can yeah. like chill out for a while so i've been like on the go 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 trying to just like get it all all done and you know when you don't stop and uh take a break you do reach a little a little burnout and right, right that's kind of where i've i've gotten i'm just like i just need <laughs> like this just sitting down recording the podcast yeah. this is nice all right a little, little break time to breathe but obviously, like fishing wise, like that, it applies the same. And I've gone through it many times where it's just fishing, like, you know, whether it's steelhead for me or back in the day or like bass, it's like, okay, I'm on my ninth day in a row, like, gotten a lot of sun. I've had a lot of miles. Yeah. Like, is it like, 
I, you know, you just need a break sometimes. And it's hard. Cause like, like you said, uh, like the feast or famine kind of mentality and it's like, or get well, the getting's good. It's like, I, I think kind of does apply to both situations as well. It's like, okay, you're already in the groove of doing it. Like you're gonna like, you know, grind it out and keep going, you know? Yeah. I, it's yeah. Kind of hard to, at, at times to just be like, especially fishing. Like when it's something that you're enjoying heavily and you're like, this is awesome. It's like, okay, how do you stop, take a breather? And obviously in your, in your situation as well, like it is your living as on another point. So yeah, that's a, cause obviously like, and, and yeah, as well, mean, when I start when guiding, you, it's like, when, when you it's say no, living, uh, it's a day that you don't make yeah. money. Yep. When you're a small business owner, like you start to think about time very differently, you, you know, because your entire life is like, there's never a time that you're really not working per se, right? Because you own it all. So, yeah. you know, you could, I mean, sure you have business hours or whatever, but you're thinking about it. It's, it's a hundred percent. Oh yeah. It's your, all the time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's your responsibility for your own success. Your time yeah. is direct currency all the time. You know, you don't, you can't, it's tough to think about in terms of a salary. It's just what you make is which is how much effort you put in. Yeah. What it. you put how, in is what you're getting. How, uh, how creative you can be. I mean, it's all on you. Um, so I don't, you know, the, yeah, I mean, I got I got sick this this week. I was I think it was Tuesday night into Wednesday. I got sick, like uh, got the chills and was was down hard, sweating through sheets just overnight. <clears throat> and uh, I I think it was a result of not sleeping, you know, because I I I haven't. I mean, I went I, I fished. A, I only took two days this past week. I didn't fish, and then I fished all seven days the week prior. So that's twelve out of fourteen. And then it, like the last yeah. So how many days straight did you go then? I don't know. A lot. I yeah. mean, I basically out of like the last 20, I've done something like 17, wow. you know, like in somewhere in there, you know, 16 or 17 out of the last 20. But anyway, like it's, uh, that's not that crazy until you like throw in wind and rain and, yeah. uh, colder temperatures and stuff. And then, and then I, but I, but still, I trained all winter for that stuff, man. Like, I got into, you know, fent- you know, I, I can't say the best shape of my life. I'm saying, like, a, a physical condition for a 44-year-old man that I think is was pretty high level. Yeah. You know, that's, that's I'll just say that, you know. And uh, I think the only reason how I got put down was because I didn't sleep much. Like, there was a handful mm-hmm. of days where... I only slept like five and six hours and yeah. something, something got on top of me. <clears throat> so that that's, in my opinion, you know, being physically fit is number one, but it's sleep and number two, like, I think about it this way, dude, that like, uh, there's just no, there's no such thing as taking time off when you can, uh, when the opportunity is there to make money after this, after winter that we just had. You know, not an opportunity, like an opportunity to earn, right? Mm-hmm. Like this past winter, we had so many shit days. Like we just, I didn't, I didn't freaking, I mean, I didn't lose money this past winter, but it wasn't great. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Like it was horrible. I, mean, I, I I've talked about it on dozens of podcasts at this point. Um, yeah, it was brutal. So, you know. I'm going to, I'm booked every single day. So I'm going to fish every day that I can possibly fish, you know, like to turn away from it is, uh, is situations like the one that occurred today, you know, the overwhelming majority of days I will be fishing. Mm-hmm. So then mother nature will always give you a day off. Yeah. Regardless. yeah. But the, the thing is, is that doesn't happen a lot this time of year. Like it's like, yeah, that's true. Like four days. Yeah. You know, like it's it's usually not back to back days. As the water gets warmer, um, it doesn't hold sediment as long. You, and like bass will still feed through mm-hmm. dirty stuff. Um, you know, trout won't, but the bass definitely will. So yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm I just have to sleep. That's what it comes yeah. down to. I have to to pay attention to that. I think that's the you know diet is all in line like you don't want it but it's those are the main things that everybody struggles with in life yeah. anyway though it's generally it's like physical fitness your diet and the amount of sleep that you get mm-hmm. 
And then you got the other pillar of your life of like, what do you spend the rest of your time doing? Like, yeah. so it's your work. Um, but what I can control, I, the only thing that I failed to to control was sleep. That's something that I'm I'm fixing, like minimum seven hours. Yeah. Um, but I slept hard for the following day. Like I I, I think slept like fourteen hours. I just stayed in bed and which I haven't done anything like that in a long time. But which yeah. proves that. I was de- that was the biggest contributor is because I was yeah, tired. Yeah. But uh, and yeah, this this popped in my head with the burnout, and it does tie back into like we were talking about fishing wise as well as it's like you know you every you become a, accustomed to everything in your environment, like your eyes, your ears, your smell, everything. It's like so when you are whether it's fishing or moving a house, doing the exact same route over and over yeah. and over and over again or fishing the exact same spot over and over and over again or physical fitness wise you're going to the gym and you've done the same machines for months on end and you haven't yeah. switched things up it's like okay you need you need to spice things up you need to change things up you need to do something because that does lead to burnout like and i remember like when i first got into uh powerlifting and training for that i was really into it for like you know a year and then i reached like absolute burnout because like Mm. it was all i was like really concerned with and it's like you know being so tunnel visioned on that like can lead to that burnout and you know just your your visual feel that like i was i was getting back to and like not you know not everyone might function the same but like when I'm fishing, I like changing spots as well because I don't. I I like the change of scenery and seeing yeah. different things around me. Exactly, and it's uh, yeah, it's just a little more offers more than just being being sedentary and in the same location, and it's uh, not stimulating to you. And I think for your brain health and everything, like it's great to have the stimulation of these different, uh experiences for, for all your senses you know exactly yeah keeps you know, on your toes and engaged yep yep it's i don't know like it'd be interesting to to schedule a, a vacation in the middle of all this but that just won't happen until i'm in my 50s like cause i i gotta the part of like i've preached about this a, a lot man like my my fishing pattern is the pattern of life of nature, right? So when it's when it's the most bountiful and when fish are most vulnerable, I am going to book as many trips as I possibly can to ensure the highest probability of success, you know, with all my clients. Um, you know, and then during the periods where it's uh, least productive here or least bountiful is when I uh, schedule my, um, my vacations. So, and you know, I, I kind of dropped some and, and just especially right before it's about to be like really crazy. And my logic in that is like, look, like this is where I live. So I'm going to behave the way the animals behave, you know, like it just, it keeps me adapted to the pollen and everything. Like, um, I like seeing everything starting to unfold and I like to see everything starting to you know, uh, kind of recoil and get ready for winter. Like right now, everything's starting to wake up. I like seeing all that mm-hmm. stuff. But uh, the problem is, is like, I, 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 all the animals right now, like they're working their asses off mm-hmm. now too. Like there's a lot of nest building going yep. on. Like calorie intake is, is at an all time high because a lot of deer have come out of winter where they haven't been able to eat much. Mm-hmm. So they're just grazing like crazy. Same thing with the Canadian geese. Yep. They've just been able to chew on like bits of algae here and there. And uh, now the, all the grass is growing. Plus the Canadian geese, the females. I, sh- I saw one with chicks today, which really? is crazy. That's mad early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they got eggs or they're getting ready to drop eggs. Yeah. Um, you know, you got the, the fish are on the same situation. They mm-hmm. came out of hibernation. Female yeah. bass got, they have eggs to grow inside them. Yep. Males got nests to build and a whole fasting period in front of them, so they got yep. a lot of eating to do. Kings are coming out of hibernation, cohos, you know, like so everything's eating, yeah. you know, uh, like calorie. And, and so to me, it's like as a predator, I'd be doing the same thing coming out mm-hmm. of winter, 
you know, I, this is what I would be doing. <laughs> but, yeah. So if, if I if I culminate in the process, then I got to figure out what that right balance is. And it's clear that it didn't that it, sleep wouldn't be mm -hmm. it. You know, I, I get distracted by other shit off the water and uh, end up sacrificing sleep sometimes. Yeah, not prioritizing and, it. But anyway, yeah, that, that's that's my goal as far as like lifting this time of year, too. I, I think it's it's one of the, it's the reason why. I think it's worthwhile, especially during the winter time, that people go hard in, in the gym during the winter. Um, that uh, you can kind of sustain uh, come spring and summertime and not have to work that. Yeah, because you can't, you cannot sustain doing the full time gym session and full time like fishing hard. Like, yeah, it's just not an option. Yeah, like, you're just you're like. Uh, then you're gonna reach burnout really quick. Like, yeah. let's say, let's say for example, if I start my day at six thirty, I can at six thirty a.m. I you know I'll be off the water by like one, and. Uh, so be home by like, you know, two, get my shit straight, clean the boat or whatever. I could hit the gym by three o'clock and I, I would do like a short, but even what I do in the gym on days like that are almost exclusively like body weight stuff. And, uh, like even the weights, like if I'm squatting, I'm, I'm not doing anything more than like 170. Mm -hmm. Um, same thing with deadlifts, same thing with bench presses. Like, you know, I'm never going heavier than like lots of pull-ups lots of push-ups mm -hmm. um you know lots of uh body weight squats too and lunges and like tires but it's just I, i'm not doing heavy stuff it's stuff that i can do with good form yep. um nice and easy like not trying to blow my heart out or anything just trying to get blood to flow through all the muscles and it's kind of like a you know about a two hour not two hour about an hour sesh uh, maybe an hour and, and 20 minutes at the most and just take my time breathing there. And that's about it. Mm -hmm. And I might only do that like twice a week. You know, the other days it's just not eating until dinner time. And, and like, cause I, I, over, over this past winter, I, my weight will fluctuate between winter and summer by 10 pounds. You know, in the winter I was like scraping 180 and in the summer I'll be scraping 170. And right now I'm getting like close to that. Um, I'll just start, you know, carving back on uh, how much I eat. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's uh, so I try to live, try to live the way that nature operates around here. And unfortunately, if I do like a lot of unnatural shit that's keeping me up till uh, like the wee hours or whatever, and, yeah. you know, then that becomes a problem. So. Daddy's got to sleep, buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, we'll uh, hopefully have a, a lot, a lot of good stories for next week as well. Hopefully, I'll get out on the water a bit more. And uh, Ryan, I know you'll be out a lot, so uh, yep. we'll get back at you guys and stay tuned. All right, guys. See you. If you want top quality jigs and jig heads, look no further than JDO Lure Co. I offer a variety of jigs. If you love smallmouth, then the Ned Rig heads and swim bait heads are for you. Pair them with your favorite soft plastic and get ready to catch fish. If you love largemouth, I also produce top-notch quality skip and flipping jigs, wire tied, and with a custom bait keeper. Made with premium gamagatsu hooks, powder coat finish to ensure durability, and each jig made by myself by hand. Check out my lures on Instagram at JDO Lure Co. at JD underscore outdoors 1773. You can also catch my stuff in action on my YouTube channel, JD Outdoors.